James Neal will leave it for Nugent Hopkins as Edmonton presses for the equalizer. Broussard turned it over. What timer score? James Neal, top of the right circle. Broussard gave it away. And the real deal, his name is James Neal. And this game is tied at one. Center over to Nurse. 34 seconds to go. McDavid, top of the right circle. Neal turns and scores. James Neal's got two already. Another power play goal for Neal is second in as many games. And the real deal makes it 2-1 Edmonton. Touch over to McDavid, who boots it over to Clefbaum, gets it back over to Trisono. Tipped home. James Neal's got a hat trick. The real deal has made it 3-1. His name is James Neal, and that's his seventh career hat trick. Yurcho and then Klepbaum raked it away from him, and here's Neal on the counter to Yurcho. Right circle, back to Neal. What timer score? He's got four. It's the first four-goal game of his career for the real deal. His name is James Neal. 5-1 Edmonton. The new guy lighting it up. Tonight, as the Edmonton Oilers beat the New York Islanders 5-2, James Neal, four goals. Zach Cassian also scored as the Oilers go to 3-0 for the first time since the start of the 08-09 season. And they were the better team overall tonight. And uh, Neal absolutely on fire. Six goals now on the season. He had seven all of last year with the Calgary Flames. His shooting percentage... 42.9 42.9 for the season. That's what the stat heads call unsustainable, but you'll enjoy it while it lasts. Pretty good game overall for Edmonton. Miko Koskinen gets the win in net. Eighth career hat trick for James Neal as we bring in the guy who had seven career hat tricks, Rob Brown. Well, this is one of those nights we don't have to look too far for the game story. <laughs> no, and this is... A lot of people, when, when the trade happened this summer between Neil and Lucic, uh, there was some some people that were flabbergasted that the, the Lucic contract was be able to be moved. And then there was the wonder, it, it, which one of these players were going to have a bounce back? Either one of these players going to have a bounce back. And, and you were going to be... We knew that the, throughout the season... There's going to be comparisons between each guy's games. Okay, Lucic did this last night. Neil's doing this tonight, going back and forth. And you hoped, as an Oiler fan, that it was Neil that was going to be able to bounce back. And a lot of people said he had the better chance. They talked about him being tired, you know, not having a lot of time to, to train in the offseason, going into Calgary not at peak condition, uh, things not working out well for him there. And that hope tonight we saw come to fruition because he was excellent. And so far the start of the season, including preseason, he's been everything that the Oilers hoped that he could become. He's gone onto the, the second line and stabilized second line, finally given Nugent Hopkins someone they can put the puck in the net to play with, a veteran with experience. He's been put on the power play. We wondered how long it was going to be till he was on the first unit. Well, it was a flu bug that took Chase on out. Neil goes and takes advantage now. What's it, four power play goals on the season now? So he's done everything you wanted and more. So he is a confident player right now. And when you are a goal scorer and you feel good about your game, it seems like the net looks like the size of a, uh, a soccer net. And he's putting everything he can on net, and things are going in for him. So this bodes very well for the Edmonton Oilers and James Neal right now. It's 8 o'clock. We're happy to hear from you throughout the evening as well. You can text 630-630. Our phone number is 780-496-0063. This texter writing in, he says, do we now ask the question, who's better, James Neal or Austin Matthews? <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. I love that one. That's, uh, that's, that's pretty good. Yeah, James Neal, huge story 
tonight. The Oilers uh, go to 3-0. and Miko Koskinen in net for the first time this season. Gets the win, makes 25 saves. Uh, and solid. Uh, he was never really tested a whole lot. There weren't any times that you thought, okay, oh, big save. Thank goodness he was there. But he was solid. He, he looked comfortable. He looked calm. Uh, the team played well in front of him. And the Oilers hope that they can get capable starts out of both goaltenders. And Koskinen came in tonight, and there was always hesitation amongst Oilers fans. What Koskinen you're going to see? Well, we saw the good Koskinen tonight, and uh, I think the coaching staff, who is new to to, to Koskinen, is saying, all right, you know what? Mm, that was good. Let's give him another shot at it. So, uh, very good night for Koskinen, as well as just about everyone in the Oilers lineup. Hey, for the second time already this season, the Japanese Village Goal Light is activated on the Oilers page on 630Ched.com. You can print up a coupon for a free appetizer to Japanese Village. AAA steak and succulent seafood cooked at your table. Celebrate your senses. We turn that on whenever the Oilers score five or more in a game. And hey, a $125 donation, Rob, courtesy of Ascendant Financial, when the name of the game is life there's ascendant financial visit coveredalberta.ca they're very kind 25 goals or 25 dollars per goal all season long to 630 Chet Santa's Anonymous and the total up to uh, 350 so we certainly appreciate that as the Oilers been at 5-2 I mean lost in this a little bit we'll mention it is that Zach Cassian has scored in every game this season he got the only goal tonight James Neal didn't score and doing what he does best driving through the middle of the the offensive zone creating space for his line mates and then setting up camp in front of the net it wasn't a, a goal of beauty but it was created because he did the right thing he just he drove the net and that's what too many times we've seen in the past where Oilers will be perimeter players and there's no one hanging out in front of the net well he just went to the front of the net uh the puck I don't even think Leon was trying to hit Cassian with the puck I think he was trying to hit McDavid back door but when you're in front of the net good things happen good play by Cassian and his one worry about Cassian is consistency well he's been consistent for the last what 25 games 30 games of last year and he started out uh, with that same kind of uh, play each and every game so there's no thought right now of anyone playing there there's no one on the team you would think that would fit better than Cassian on the top line and this was a game, I mean, the shots wound up even. The Islanders did outshoot the Oilers 10-3 in the third period, as as you might expect when mm-hmm. a team goes into a period down down three goals. We'll, we'll see how this keeps going with the depth players. If the Oilers are going to be a, a really good team, then they're going to need the depth players to score. But at the very least, for them to be a team that can compete for a playoff spot, their depth guys are going to go after out there and win territory and grind away and kill some of the clock on the other team's end so you're not starting in your own end. You're putting pressure on the other team's defense. And for the most part, the Oilers' depth guys did that tonight. We'll talk about them as as a group, but I want to single out one guy who keeps on doing the right things and making productive plays, safe plays, but productive plays in 13 and a half minutes tonight, and that was Patrick Russell. He was good again, and... I think he played, was it five or six exhibition games? He played most of them. Uh, And and the games that he's played in the regular season, I don't remember him making a glaring mistake. It's a simple game that he plays, but it's a simple, effective game. He gets pucks out when they come around on the boards in his own zone. He makes sure the puck is put into the right place in the offensive zone when he's coming across the red line. When he's got the puck down low, he works the boards well. Tonight he made a nice play from behind the net out front for a one-timer that was just uh, denied at the last second. 
He's smart with the puck on his stick. And Bob talked about it at the end of the, the game there. Is I don't see how you can break that lineup right now. And I know that Archibald's coming back, but they were so good. Um, he's not the guy that everyone was expecting to make it out of Bakersfield. There's some higher-profile players drafted much higher in, 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 the, in the draft. But he's been good. And he's a guy right now that appreciates where he is, understands where he stands, and make sure that every time he steps on the ice, he makes a good impression. Oilers win it 5-2. The power play goes 2 for 5. The Islanders' power play goes 0 for 2, so the Oilers' penalty killing comes through tonight. And despite giving up a shorthanded goal, the Oilers still win the special teams battle. Well, the I mean, it was bad luck on, on the goal against. The, the, the Islander player made a wonderful play in the neutral zone, hitting a puck out of the air with one hand. But the Oilers didn't let that affect them, and I think that's a good sign. They didn't die once they, the, the goal went against. They pushed forward, which is what you want to see when something goes bad. But when the Oilers had the power play and they were set up, when they, they either scored or looked like they were going to score, they are so effective. And the one thing that they can do when you have Nugent Hopkins, Drysdale, and McDavid, they're so interchangeable in the offensive zone. They can play any of the three positions that they move around in, and that's hard to defend. Because sometimes when you get into the offensive zone, one guy is always static. He always has to stand in the same spot. And if he can't get there, he's not as effective. Well, they, they're very interchangeable. They move around well. Uh, James Neal has fit in wonderfully down low, makes the right plays. Their power play has been very effective, and it's, it's going to change games going forward because they're that effective right now. All right, we'll have post-game reaction from Nassau Coliseum as we move along tonight, 780-496-0063. We'll go to Jared on the line. Jared, thanks for calling. Hi, guys. Hey. Um, okay, Smab, I got a few points here. I like their shirt, though. I think Cass is going to need a big contract at the end of this year. He's uh, the man, like, like looking like a captain of a hockey team. Uh, Sheehan tonight, wow. Like the, like the offensive pressure of that line, how they hemmed him in their zone, that is exactly that is Dave Tippett. I just I love love the systems, and my last point that I'd like to ask you about is that, like I figure Patrick Russell and Cave are fighting, and someone's getting cut here. They're fighting for that last spot, so Russell got put in, and wow, like I, I Cave's got to go. I, I think Russell's a guy. And that's all I got, gents. So I'll just hang up and listen to you. Let me know what you think. Okay, thanks, Jerry. We appreciate that. Well, I think when it comes to scratches or who might be waived if Archibald is activated, I, I, I will say this. I, I don't think it's between Cave and Russell necessarily because Cave plays center and Patrick Russell plays wing. So right now the bottom six centers were, were Shane and Haas. Um, so if you would... I don't think right now you're bringing Cave in for one of those two guys. No. And so when Archibald is active, I mean, I don't know. Well, they got to set some. I think they'll send Cave down. I do believe that Cave will be the guy that goes down. Um, not on what he hasn't done, because I thought he's played well, but other guys are playing just better ahead of him. I think after the, the first couple games, Haas might have been the guy that could have moved down, but he went out and played very well uh, the other night and then continued that with a, a fairly effective night again tonight. If you were going strictly on play, I think that Granlund 
there's more of an expectation from him. I think they they sure. need more from him. I don't think he's played up to what they, he's capable of or what they were expecting out of him. But his contract will have him stay here. And I believe Cave will be the guy that will go down and will be the first guy probably they bring back up because he has been good in the games he's played. Just guys right now are playing a little bit better. All right, we'll get more of your reaction as we move along tonight. The Oilers win at 5-2, but the big story with four goals, James Neal. Back home is saying, man, he had seven goals all last season. He's got six already in three games. What happened? <laughs> well, I mean, I, I've, I've, I've scored my whole career. I've, I've put pressure on myself to be a goal scorer and, you know, wanted that pressure. And, um, you know, uh, last year was was a tough year and uh you know i wanted a chance to prove myself and obviously things worked out in the summer with a trade and i came here and had uh had people that believed in me and, and believed that i could uh bounce back and put a good season together and uh, help a team win and help a team get to the playoffs so um you know it feels good to have that uh, uh that confidence in me and um playing with great players and um you know it's, it feels good you're a shooter and you've had good runs i'm sure yep. before good streaks is this uh, sort of as good a feeling as james <laughs> neal gets <laughs> yeah that feels good for sure um you know i think obviously the work i put in this summer to to feel good to feel confident again and know that i could come in and um you know be the impact player that i want to be but uh you know i think uh with all the change here with the management and ken holland coming in and and then tip coming in and uh i think things are changing around here and this team wants to win we got guys in here uh right from the top to the bottom that uh want to make a difference and, and want to be a playoff team and want to contend to win a stanley cup and um you know right from day one it was uh pretty easy to fit in and it felt comfortable here and um uh, you know, it's off to a good start. Winning's a, winning's fun, and we wanted to get that belief that we could do that around here. And, uh, you know, obviously it's early, but uh, it's a good start for us. A lot of people thought that you would turn it around. You, know, you score 20, 10 years in a row, and you miss once. Right. You know, the trends. But did you even think it would be this quick? This um, no, I mean, you obviously you want to feel good, and you want to score right away. And I, I think that helps you, obviously, confidence-wise, uh, to get a couple early. And I thought... Uh, you know, in, in LA, getting that first one, that definitely felt good. I think in preseason, I was, uh, I wanted to get into games, and I, I got one in preseason. And you want that confidence as a goal scorer. You want to see the puck going back, going into the back of the net. And um, obviously, didn't see that last year. So, um, put in a great position here to uh, uh, to play. And um, you know, I thought, uh, you know, been with Nuge here for a couple of games. He's been really good and a lot of fun to play with. And then obviously, getting a chance on the power play has been been really good too. But uh, you know, overall, I just like the way our team plays. We're, we're playing fast we're, we're jumping on teams and um you know you can tell your last hat trick against the oilers and rexall yeah james i'm not sure if you know but uh you said in Oilers. you said in Oilers <laughs> record today with the most goals in, in in the first three games of a season with with the likes of like wayne gretzky yari kari that must be pretty special today. yeah i didn't know that thanks yeah that's that's definitely pretty cool so um you know feels good to put on an oilers uniform and uh like i said i love the way our team's playing so far 
does it help? I mean, you, you're known for fast starts in your career with uh, having at least six goals in your first 10 games. How important is it for you to get that quick start? And to kind of, Does that help really put last year behind yeah. you? Yeah, I, I think uh, right from the end of the year, uh, our last game of the year, I'd put that put that stuff behind me and got back in the gym and, and uh, started training again and got got back to where I wanted to be. So um, it definitely feels good to get off to a good start. But, um, you know, as long as our team's winning and we're doing the right things, uh, you know, it's all good. So um, it's nice to get a few tonight and um, continue on in this road trip. All right, that is James Neal, the star tonight, leading the Oilers to a 5-2 win over the New York Islanders with four goals as the Oilers are 3-0. and We'll update the scoreboard for Edmonton Trailer. If you're looking for parts, service rentals or new and used trailers head to edmontontrailer.com the LA Kings are up at least 2 nothing on the Calgary Flames maybe 3 they're reviewing a potential goal by Ilya Kovalchuk he batted the puck out of the air I, I maybe was a high star I think he had it below the crossbar but but they're taking a look it's close it's close but the, the Calgary Flames outshot 20 to 3 in the first period by that, the LA that's Kings. A legal goal. No, it looks good. It looks like it's going to be three nothing. Yeah. Goal. Should be three nothing for the Kings here. Well, they're going to signal it right away. So we'll just tell you live. It's a goal. It so three nothing. LA leading Calgary early in the second period. No score early in the first between the Bruins and the Golden Knights. Both those teams are two and zero. Predators lead the Sharks three one early in the third. The Ducks are 3-0. They knock off the Red Wings 3-1. Stars get their first win of the season. Tyler Sagan in overtime as Dallas beats Washington 4-3. Jets knock off the Penguins 4-1. And the Hurricanes are 4-0 with a 6-3 win over the Florida Panthers. The Edmonton Oil Kings tonight are playing at Regina, Rob. And it would help if I clicked on the right game on the WHL scoreboard because I have a old game up here from a previous day. Um, but the Oil Kings are down 3-1 to the Pats early in uh, the second period. Well, hopefully that'll turn around for them. It's a long road trip when you go out east, and I'm sure the boys are a little tired. Hopefully they'll find something in the second half of that game. All right, uh, you can text uh, 630-630. Garth says, a great game. Neil was awesome. Your thoughts on the new, younger players? Well, I guess we'll, uh, well, we'll, we'll do Ethan Bear. Some of the other guys are more mid, mid-20s. mid But let's, let's talk about uh, Ethan Bear. I, I thought he was good. I, again, when you don't notice somebody on the back end, it's a good thing. And tonight I thought, uh, they're, they're, Ethan made simple plays. He used his speed to, to get out of problem areas. He, he makes a good first pass. Defending, I don't remember any time where he was out there where he was in any sort of trouble because of something he'd done. I th- it was another good game. I would call that a low-event game for Ethan Bear, and that's a good thing on the back end. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Chris from Phoenix on the line. Hey, Chris. Hey guys, uh, I've got a few comments and then I've got a, a question for Rob, uh, resident uh, professional, ex-professional hockey player. Um, just, just think about it. If uh, McDavid, Dreisaitl, and Neil were in Toronto right now, they'd be the next coming of Gretzky, Lemieux, and mm-hmm. Bossy. And uh, for our, uh, for you guys' neighbors down south, just think about the highlights on Sportsnet tonight in Calgary. Neil scores four goals. Calgary loses four nothing. Um, as far as the Oilers, uh, I, I remember calling in, and I'm not going to pat myself on the back. I remember calling in when we hired Holland, and I said that it was a great hire. 
um, just just because of uh, you know he's he, he's going to be he's going to be a Hall of Fame GM when he uh, when he retires, and every single move that he made this year, um, I held I uh, I didn't make any comments. I, I just waited and see. Just wanted to wait and see because uh, he deserves the benefit of the doubt with whatever move that he makes, just because of his track record. Um, and it's amazing how when you actually put players in their right positions um, on the depth chart, how uh, how much uh, the game seems to, to flow easier, uh, and it's actually more appealing to watch on TV. As far as Neil, amazing. Uh, I wanted Neil back a couple years ago when uh, when they when he went to uh, to Vegas. Now the question for Rob is uh, is the product on the ice right now with the power play and the and the peak and the uh, PK. And uh, the way we're playing five on five is that more more so uh, the personnel additions or is it uh, coaching staff? Um, I would think personnel additions. I mean, Todd McClellan was a very good coach. Uh, Ken Hitchcock's going to the Hall of Fame, so they they've had good coaches here the last couple of years. They just haven't had the players that they needed to to do it. And you said it right when you talked about having players being put in the right position. Too many times we've seen players playing higher in the lineup simply because they had no other choices. There was games at the end of last year where the third and fourth line were all players that were probably minor league players. Not only third and fourth lines, there was probably the bottom well eight players on the team weren't shouldn't have been where they were slotted in. So I think Holland has done a good job. Now it's early. Yep. It's early, but there's players with a little more experience. There's players that are playing where they should play. Nugent Hopkins has finally got an experienced goal scorer on his line. Um, so I, I, I think Holland's done some nice adjustments to this team, added a few pieces that have helped the Oilers move to where they are right now. I think Dave Tippett is a good coach as well, and he's got his, his fingerprints all over this as well. But I think this is more moves by Holland than it is just a different coach. Yeah, I, I never thought... I mean, I think Hitch had his his ups and downs with the group last year. But I never really thought last year the Oilers were poorly coached, and I never thought they were a lazy team. I know fans get frustrated when they invest two and a half, three hours mm-hmm. to watch a game and you lose. But I, I didn't think that the Oilers were a lazy team. I just thought they were overmatched. I mean, last year, the, the last game of last season, Sam Gagne was in the lineup. Joe Gambardella was in the lineup. Uh, Ty Raddy was in the lineup. Toby Reeder was in the lineup. Uh, Josh Curry didn't play, but he played most of the final third of the season. Um, so, you know, there's a, a third of the Oilers forwards last year who are now in the minors or scratch tonight. And another one, Reeder, who went to another team on a on a PTO. Now, granted, his whole season was a, was a story in itself. So, we'll, in the end, we're still in we'll see mode, but at least with, you know, with Shane you know okay he's got a role he he knows what he has to do when Archibald's healthy I think you know he knows he has a role Granlin hasn't been spectacular maybe you want a little more out of him but he he knows where he fits in and they've they've had NHL careers as opposed well we're calling them up from the NHL and we're from the AHL and trying to assemble a bottom six out of that well and Dave Tippett had a, a game plan his game plan in his bottom six was he wanted a heavy line and he wanted a, a speedy line. And he's, he's built those. And it was really on display today. Last year, both Todd and, and Hitch, they were just finding, trying to find six guys that they could throw out there to get them a little bit of ice time to try and game, to keep the game close. You couldn't go with skill or size. You were simply, it's a mishmash of whoever came up, called up from the minors to fill a spot. So uh, 
again, it's it's a small sample size, but right now it it is the new words nowadays. It's trending positive it's trending up right now and the Oilers have got what they've wanted now they just got to go out and execute on a nightly basis and the thing too is they've got some players from the minors on the back end and the addition of Parison that allows them to get through injuries we saw this entire season go off the tracks last year when they lost Clefbaum and Russell Larson's out and the Oilers have not missed a step defensively Parison's looked very good Bears looked very good so these players were able to spend a little bit more time in the minors, come up confident, a little bit older, a little bit stronger, and jump in like Bear has, or they found a guy with a little bit more experience in Parison from over in Europe, and they're much more effective on the back end than what we've been sliding in there in the past, where it was kind of just like a Band-Aid trying to put over a big cut. A couple of people on the text line are, are asking about the, the Lucic-Neal trade, because some people are saying, wasn't there a condition? How many? So here, so the, it's, it's the trade was Neal for Lucic, and a 2020 third round pick if Neil scores at least 21 goals and he scores 10 or more goals than Lucic. So the Oilers also give up a 2020 third round pick if Neil gets to 21 or more and he has 10 or more than Luch. So if it's if it's 18-5, that wouldn't count. If it's 27-21, that wouldn't count. That was one of those ones where Holland's like, well, yeah, you, what, you three, third round will give you a second round, yeah. whatever you want. Because if, if, if he gets to where, where you're saying he's going to get to, we'll throw something in because that means it's been a very successful year for Neil and the Oilers. Neil gets four tonight. The Oilers win 5-2 over the Islanders. We have Alex calling in. Go ahead, Alex. Hi, guys. How are you? Good. Well, it's an exciting time to be an Edmonton Oilers fan, that's for sure. And uh, obviously the story of this young National Hockey League is, is James Neal. And uh, congratulations, Ken Holland, again. I mean, it's a, I'm a repeat talking about this. Uh, you're going to hear about this in the, all the stories tomorrow and the Sportsnet, all the whatever. But, you know, it starts with stability. And when they hired Ken Holland and... Uh, even the way the guy talks and Dave Tippett talks, I mean, uh, they have a calmness about them and they all the right moves, like you, you said, uh, Rob, uh, in the bottom six, and they've got speed. And, they, you know, going into tonight's game, uh, one thing I was crossing my fingers was if Costin was going to have a good game. And, and he had, a, like you said, he had a solid game. Nothing flashy, but it was solid. And, uh, hey, it's a fun time to be an Oilers fan. It's early, but... Uh, I'm excited, and, I, and uh, I'm not miserable. I think I phoned up last year about 10 times, and you guys were sick of me. So uh, I'll leave it at that. I love the show and uh, uh, all of it. So it's first-class uh, production, you guys. Thank you. Thanks a lot, Alex. Oilers win 5-2. Let's go back to Nassau Coliseum. Here's head coach Dave Tippett. Ooh. So is there any one guy that stood up for you tonight? Austin, <laughs> first win, really good. <laughs> you know, Sheehan's line played really well. But Neeler, uh, Neeler found his groove there. You know, they just, uh, I think he had 11 or 12 attempts at net. So good for him. Get on the board. It's, uh, you know, he's a, I, I give him credit. He's come in here. He's a real energized player. He's helped our group, not just scoring some goals, but he's really helped our group with giving us some juice in the locker room. So happy to see him doing well. A lot of people thought he would be pretty good and, and recover but did you kind of expect this well when i you know i met with him in in uh, august i flew out to toronto and met with him and uh he was in a real 
real good space, you know. And then he came into camp, he's worked hard, really gelled well with his teammates and that. So you see him practice, you see him play, you, you know he's capable of uh, he's capable of scoring. But uh, you know, I don't think anybody envisioned getting off to a start like this. But he's put the work in. It's good to see he's getting rewarded. 3-0 for you guys. This is a lot of hockey left, but this is kind of the start you guys needed. You know what? That's the best game we've played so far. A little, you know, kind of more towards the team game we're looking for. We, I thought we really worked hard. We, we managed the puck pretty well most of the time. Discipline was pretty good. Power play was pretty good. Penalty kill knocked two off. And even when we were in our zone a little bit, I thought we were pretty solid, like not giving up a lot. So, so that's more to, more to working the way or who we want to be and uh, but tonight I thought you know Islanders are a good working team and I thought we worked you know right with them tonight so that's a good sign. What do you think of Riley Shahan in his first game? Of solid the yeah the whole team whole, the whole line was pretty solid they played a real heavy game played a lot of minutes in the offensive zone so exactly what we we're hoping for. Did we, did, you, did we see his full kind of array of skills given how few minutes you guys spent on the penalty kill tonight? Uh, no I think there's I mean but it was a good start from it's his first game of the you know since coming back to the injury so it's it's a good start for the line but uh, you know there's there's he's a guy that there's some games that real tight games you're going to rely on him more than than we did tonight so you know it's a good start for him. Three goals and three games for Zach Cassian what makes him so valuable to that top line? Just go to the net and the puck's finding him there, which is good, you know, and uh, he's uh, he's played well. He's played well. He's really, we've got him dialed in. He's doing some things on that line that, you know, other than scoring that are really helping the line, you know, just some some stuff coming back to our zone and stuff like that that he's really bought into. So he's, uh, you know, he's, he's a real solid player on that line up there. Obviously, the two players he's playing with are, Nice to play with, but Zach's doing his part up there. It's good to see. But not everybody really gets success when they play with two top-end guys. I mean, yeah, I don't know. He's he's finding his way up there, so it's good for him. You were saying that the guys are starting to play the way you want want them to play. As a new coach, can you put a timetable on something like that? Or no, you you're gonna you're gonna keep building right to the end of the year. I mean, you just you try to build your game every game, you know. And there's little things that we've uh, little things that we've tried to instill and there's uh, you know now we're just you're into repetition trying to get them get them doing it as many times as we can to to build our team game so I thought it was a good team win tonight everybody contributed but um, you know our top guys the power play going Neil was obviously very good but everybody contributed to this win and that's that's who we want to be couple defensemen, young defensemen on the right side there that are making their way. How have you found them in the first yeah, two and three solid. Games, yeah. They've been solid. Bear was real solid tonight. Uh, Pearson still finding his way a little bit, but uh, when he gets the puck, he's real solid. So, yeah, they, they both got a passing grade so far. Oilers head coach Dave Tippett, 5-2 win tonight over the New York Islanders. Obviously the first star with four goals, James Neal. Connor McDavid, three assists tonight. He's the second star. Leon Dreisaitl, two assists. He's the third star. Rob's going to give you the fourth star for White Eagle Homes, built from the homeowner's perspective with thousands of personalization options. Visit whiteeaglehomes.ca. I'm going to go with Miko Koskinen. Uh, he's been sitting on the bench waiting for his opportunity. He came in tonight, didn't have to be spectacular, but he was very, very solid. Gave the Oilers the backstopping that they need and made 25 saves, so he's my four star. All right, we'll go to Kevin on line four. Hey, Kevin, go ahead. Hey, guys. I mean, not so much with you guys and your program, but the other programs prior to you. I mean, we've got to back up the parade a little bit. The schedule's been awesome for the Oilers. Like, you can't get three worst teams to, to start your season out with. 
So, I mean, let's just take it easy here. If they were playing Calgary, St. Louis, Colorado the first three games, we wouldn't be having this conversation. They barely squeaked the first two games out. Barely. So let's not get all crazy with, you know, they're they're doing so well. They're doing well against it. It's just like the Edmonton Eskimos. They did well in the start of the season with crappy teams that they played. And then when it came into the real teams, they fell apart. Well, I mean, so let's the Islanders, the Islanders are a very good hockey club. No, they're not. They, well, they, no, they're not. Yeah, the Islanders, so on paper, are you telling me they, that the Islanders, the Islanders last year had, the Islanders were the number one team defensively in the NHL last year? We're not they talking were, last were, year. Well, we're talking this year. It's more or less the same team. Yeah, the Calgary the Flames, team. you talked about the Calgary Flames. They're losing 3-1 at home to the LA Kings. Got outshot 20-3 in the first period. By the LA Kings. Did the LA Kings not play back to back? Like, well, but, the, well, the LA Kings played since Saturday. The LA Kings are out shooting Calgary twenty to three. So yeah, I still, I still think that the schedule's been very well the, the, suited for them, and and oh, sure, very, well, it, it's, it has been a good schedule. But I, I, you're throwing out things that they played terrible teams. The Islanders are not a terrible team. So you got that I, one I wrong. I don't think I don't. I think you'll find out when it's an eighty-two game schedule mm-hmm. and when the 82 games is all said and done that's when you can give accolades out you start giving accolades well, you just gave accolades to, you just gave accolades to calgary failure. and st louis you just said that, that if edmonton played those teams they would have got beat so you just gave them accolades three games into the season well, St. Louis is a standing cup. Yeah, but winner. that was last year. We're not talking about last year. You said. Yeah, well, then they got the same team. Well, so did the Islanders, and you just said that didn't oh, matter. Yeah, the, the Islanders. If you compare the Islanders to St. Louis, I'm sorry. No, that, you that, said you said that we couldn't compare to last year, and I said the Islanders were good last year. You said it doesn't matter. That was last year. Good. Yeah. It's good, and there's great. Yeah, but you so, we're talking about good teams. You you said they were a terrible team. The I, Islanders. I don't consider the Islanders a good team. They don't have they don't have. But the they were they players. were great. They were a very good team last year. Number one right, in the you're NHL. Both done. You're both done. We got a break for the news as the Oilers win five two over the New York Islanders, who actually called up their entire team tonight from the St. Vincent School for poorly coordinated boys, and the Oilers only beat them five two. More of your calls, more post-game reaction. Oilers Hockey presented by World of Spas. You're listening to Overtime Open Line, courtesy Heartland Ford. 800th game, that's sixth all-time for the Islanders. Drive by Pulp, save a Koskinen, rebound. Wristed wide by Pellick. Miko Koskinen winning goaltender tonight. That's his save of the game, courtesy Jiffy Lube. Keeping you moving. 5-2. Edmonton wins over the New York Islanders. Quick update on the Edmonton Trailer out of town scoreboard. Couple of goals for the Calgary Flames. Now late in the second period, they trail Los Angeles 3-2. All right, you can get us at 780-496-0063. We'll go to Randy on line six. Hey, Randy. Hey, how you doing, guys? Good. I'm not as far along as the other caller, but I'm going to put the brakes on this just a little bit. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me 12 out of 13 times, I'm an idiot. So I'm not going to go that far. I'm going to get wait till at least April. <laughs> yeah, but, but Randy, look, what, what, what have we said that we, you've had to put the brakes on? Rob and I have not used the term playoffs. No, 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 not Stanley you Cup guys. The, the caller before they've, you, they've the played. caller before you was saying that the Islanders were no crap and all that. Just, that's not where I'm at. I'm just saying the Oilers have not shown enough yet. They will. See how the Larson injury happened? No, of, of, of course, but I, I'm not arguing with you. I, I just, they're, they're 3-0. and You can't have a better record at this point in the season, so give them credit. I mean, 
What's the, the only negative the tonight was that James didn't get the fifth goal for the million dollars for the lady. That was the hardest part of tonight. That's I wonder true. if anyone else out there was hoping that that goal wasn't disallowed that the Islanders scored, so it would have been 5-3, exactly. so that maybe the Islanders would have pulled their goalie. The empty netter. I know that there was one young lady who was really Absolutely. hoping that was going to happen. Oh, I was sure like, she's oh. still delighted, but still. How cool would that have been to see them pull their goalie and put James Neal out? Go Like, the whole city would have went crazy if he would have scored a fifth goal for a million bucks. All right, Randy, we're going to finish the play with you just for playing. You get eight days parking at Jet Set Parking. Best price on Edmonton Airport parking. Book online, jetsetparking.com. Self-park as low as five ninety eight per day with the promo code Jet. David right wing, Pellet back, centering pass, Drysaddle, in front, Cassian went off the skate and in, 4-1 Edmonton, that's going to count. For... All right, uh, Randy, how many goals does Cassian have this season? At this point? Yes. Two. No, we, you might want to guess one more time and add one. Oh, was it uh, talking about tonight's game or the whole season? Whole season. Oh, he has three over the whole season. Absolutely. Your name goes into the grand prize draw for one hour at Fast Track Indoor Karting. That's valued at 1000 bucks. Safe adrenaline pumping fun. FastTrackKartingEdmonton.com. And here is Zach Cassian. It'll be a pretty good feeling the way you want it to start the season. Yeah, it's nice to obviously start off at home and a good start, but it's important to play just as well on the road. And I thought tonight, besides a couple minutes, uh, we played a good, uh, good road game. Oh, no, go ahead. Uh, you've talked about how important a good start is for this team, but for you personally, three goals in three games must, must feel pretty nice. Yeah, it's definitely nice when you score goals. Uh, I don't think anyone will ever uh, argue with with that, but I think as a team, we're just playing well. We're playing fast. Uh, we're, we're playing smart hockey, obviously, when you play with those two. You're going to get your chances offensively. We just talked about just maybe tighten it up a little bit uh, defensively, and we did that tonight, and we're able to capitalize on a nice feed from Leon. And what did you see from Miko's first outing of the season? Yeah, he was good. He's been battling hard in practice. He's been working hard. He was ready to go tonight. Obviously, that's where it all started for him, so he was pretty pumped to, to come back here, and it was a huge win, and uh, he, he definitely held us down when, when we needed him the most. Does James Neal's just... Is he just in the zone right now? <laughs> yeah, he's... People, it's crazy. Uh, he had an off year last year, but it's, it's crazy how the hockey world seems to forget that he scored 20-plus goals 10 years. It was a 10 years. Um, that doesn't happen by fluke. Obviously, he's a shooter. He's great in the room, great teammate. Uh, we're really happy to have him. What does 3-0 do for you guys? Well, you know what? There's still so much hockey left, but, yeah. but it... It gives us roots. It gives us roots to grow on. It gives us roots that we can work on as a team and, and fix the things we want to fix, but it gives us all roots to have confidence, have confidence in each other, have confidence in our line mates. Everyone's playing uh, valuable minutes. Everyone's doing their job, and it's good to see results early because when everyone buys in like that, normally that's when teams are formed, and that's when you start winning hockey games. Yep. All right, that's Zach Cassian. I like that comment there about, about building roots. And to put this in the context of, of the entire season, I mean, absolutely, there's a lot to come. There are a lot of challenges that are going to spring up. There are a lot of slumps and injuries that are going to have to be worked through. And, you know, some coaches will say, I can't remember, maybe even McClellan said, every, every 10 games, it gets tougher. Alex Chason came last year and said, there's a September league in the preseason then there's an October league then there's a January league then there's a March league and then there's a there's a playoff league so absolutely that's that's going to be the test you know teams are going to get tape on the Oilers figure out what they're doing what Tippett's doing who's hot and and who's not all that's all that's going to be part of the journey it is and the one caller was correct the Oilers do have 
a fairly good beginning to the season schedule, and they have to take advantage of it. It's going to get harder. Uh, there's teams out there that are banged up right now. They're going to get healthier. Uh, so the Oilers have got to bank as many points as they can now, and uh, there's going to be times this season where the Oilers are going to go in slumps. There's going to be times when they struggle, and at those times we're going to be able to be critical with what's, what we see. That's why it's been a long time since we could have a little fun and smile. The Oilers have gone out and done exactly what they've needed to do. They've gone out and won their first three games. I say enjoy it because we haven't seen this kind of fun for a while here in Edmonton, a start like this. Uh, where it will lead, we don't know, but right now the Oilers are doing the right things at the right time. So let's see how far this can last. 5-2, they beat the Islanders tonight, 780-496-0063. We have Nick standing by. Go ahead, Nick. Hey, boys. Uh, before I get to my points here real quick, I just want to say it feels good to finally have a good game against the King. Well, not great game, but it was we won against the Kings, which is a tough thing for us to do for some reason. And then we finally uh, have a nice game in New York on the island there, which is nice. But... Uh, I just want to say, my, my whole call totally changed while I'm on hold. I'm, I'm from Chicago. I love the Oilers. I love the fans. I love the team. But holy cow, let's just be happy with the three games that we have right now. If, it, if we were 0-3, the world would be falling. Everyone would be saying, oh, James Neal, if he hasn't scored yet in three games, we've got to buy him out at the end of the year. Let's enjoy it. I think this team is going to just fine this year and we have that perfect head coach in Dave Tippett who he just looks so calm at every point of the game when you see him on the bench that the team is just going to take that and they're going to feed off the way he is even Keel and feed off Connor and his energy and Leon what he's been doing and this team is just going to be fine we're going to be fine and that's all I got to say tonight I'll let you guys talk you guys have a great show I listen every night so uh Keep it up, and uh, let's keep this uh, road trip here going and uh, win in New Jersey on Thursday. Thanks, Thank, guys. Thanks a lot, Nick. We appreciate it. Got a text here. Uh, Doug in Bruderheim says, Hey, guys, can you comment on the Ken Holland Europeans? So he's talking about Nygaard, Haas, and Pearson. Um, I thought you noticed... Haas and Nygaard probably a little bit more in the last home game. But tonight, what Dave Tippett talked about at the beginning of the season with his third and fourth lines or his two third lines, he wanted one that was big and strong and he wanted one that was fast. Tonight, Granlin, Haas, and, and Nygaard played together and you saw their speed at times. I thought Nygaard had a good game, created with his speed. Haas uh, was in on the forecheck trying to create havoc. There was twice in the second period where the third line and the fourth line came out back-to-back and the Islanders never got the puck out of their own zone. The third line was out. They changed while the puck was still in the zone, and the fourth line came out and kept it in there. That's what the Oilers have missed so much in the last couple of years, consistency out of their bottom six forwards. Right now, it's working. Now, again, it's still early in the season. Uh, we're going to see some other players coming back in the lineup, like an Archibald, like a Chase on. But I think so far, uh, Nygaard and Hawes have improved each game that we've seen them play, and that's what you would hope and what you would expect as they get acclimated to the North American rinks. That's our adjustment of the game for the Alberta College and Association of Chiropractors. If it hurts, see a chiropractor, visit albertachiro.com. I like uh, this text from this individual. He says, everybody knows we shouldn't plan a parade yet, but if you don't celebrate the wins, what are you supposed to celebrate? Uh, absolutely. Well, I say about winning. It beats the alternative, whether it was a perfect game or not. We have Tony on line one. Go ahead, Tony. Okay, um, I got one question. Can I make one statement, then I have a, a question for Rob, uh, for Rob? Of course you can, Tony. Okay, so I understand the fact that, you know, everybody's, you know, saying, oh, you know, don't get hyped about the Oilers. 
But this is the first time I've actually ever seen, in the, in the sense, even though we made the playoffs in 2016, we are play, like we have a good goaltender. We have two good goaltenders. We had a goaltender who not only did he battle through adversity on Saturday night, but he stayed in, and we still won. We have a guy. We have we have school scorers other than James Neal, well, other than McDavid and Drysdale and Nuge who are scoring. Example: a Nygaard and a Neal. So yeah, you know what? It's not like it may, it may be too early, but you know what? That's the Oilers are winning. Who cares? Um, the question I had for Rob was, what do you notice about the Oilers' penalty kill and the power play that has changed from this year to the previous years? Um, I think their aggressiveness. I, 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 if you see, there's been a couple uh, that I've seen on Sportsnet where they kind of ISO cam and they show uh, a video and a picture, and they'll have all four Oiler penalty killers in the camera. They'll show all four of them all within six feet of the puck. And that's because they're very aggressive now. As soon as they see someone turn a little bit, a puck bobble, they're attacking. They're not giving teams time to, to set up. And the other big one and something that has really plagued the Oilers the last couple of years, you're not seeing the teams being able to go cross box, where they're going from one board to cross the middle of the ice to the other guy, which is almost impossible for a goalie to get across to. And we saw that so many times in the past. I don't recall yet this year seeing one of those pucks go through the box for a goal-scoring chance. So their aggressiveness and the fact that they're collapsing down and not allowing for the puck to go through the box, I think those are the two biggest things. All right, the Oilers win at 5-2. We'll take a timeout. Time for a couple more of your calls as we move along. Overtime Open Line presented by Heartland Ford. James Neal scores four times. Zach Cassian gets the other one. Oilers beat the New York Islanders 5-2. Bovillier and Martin scoring for the Islanders. Miko Koskinen, the winning goaltender, with 25 saves. Oilers are 3-0 for the first time since 08-09. James Neal's shooting percentage this season, 42.9. Speaking of things that won't last. <laughs> but it's a good little burst, absolutely. We'll go to Cameron. Go ahead, Cameron. Yeah, g'day, uh, Reid and Rob. It's uh, Cameron here. I'm calling from um, all the way down in New Zealand. Oh, cool. I'm a big fan. <laughs> I lived in Edmonton for three years and um, yeah, just uh, gave up rugby and started loving ice hockey. So um, I, I tune into every game I can, and um, I'm actually uh, on my way home to see if I can watch the replay at the moment. <laughs> oh, you, you picked a good night to go watch a replay because it's going to be a fun one. Oh yeah, good one. Hey, um, I just wanted a bit of a question for you guys um, around the personality in the dressing room, uh, particularly you know Mike Smith and um, and Neil with their sort of hard-nosed uh, approach to uh, to the game in the locker room and and um, potentially like the galvanising force that they are in, in the dressing room. Add, add to that with uh, with Tippett. Um, just yeah, I wanted to see what your thoughts were on on their. Uh, their uh, dressing room attitude and what what that might do for the team you think yeah appreciate that Cameron well I mean everybody's personality's good when you're when you're three and all I I mean it's 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 always tough for Rob and I to comment because we're not around the players when it's just them together. I can ju- I can talk a little bit about Mike Smith's reputation, and he even said it in that clip because I asked him on Sunday about what Gresky said about him, and you know he said he's I can't remember the word he used, but he's he's an outgoing vocal type guy. He said he's he's going to be vocal. There's been some they've done some shootout 
uh, drills in practice, and I've noticed Mike Smith isn't afraid to yell out a quip if he makes a save on a guy. And actually, Nude scored on him on a shootout goal the other day, and he yelled out, I guess you're pretty good or something like so. I mean, but you've made the comment, Rob, if personalities work in a dressing room, you just kind of got to be yourself and earn trust. You, they, like the quiet guys, if they try to be the vocal guys, it's going to come across as phony. And if the vocal guys all of a sudden clam up, something's going to seem wrong. No, again, I, I agree. I, I'm not in the room. I don't see what they're like in the room. But if you're watching from the outside, uh, seeing them on the bench and in games, their star players are quieter. You know, Connor McDavid is a quieter type player. Uh, Leon's more reserved. Clefbaum. It seems like a quiet team. But then you see, and at an addition of a Smith, the way he plays, he plays loud. Everything about him is That's loud. A good point. Uh, and then you look at Neil. Neil again. He's he's a brash player. He gets in people's faces. He's always talking. Those type of personalities, they're big personalities. And sometimes you need that in a dressing room to bring the other guys out. And it for, and then it allows the other guys to be them. So as you say, you don't force someone to talk when they're not a talker. You don't force someone to be the, the class clown when that's not the kind of person he is. So uh, dressing room is huge. The best teams, the teams that win, if you ever ask, talk to them afterwards, years later, they talk about how close they were as a team, how much fun they had as a team. And I think that that's what you want to have in a dressing room, a team that enjoys coming, practicing, playing, going on road trips, everything together. Because that will translate into better play on the ice. All right, we'll go to Greg as the Oilers win 5-2. Go ahead, Greg. Hey, how's it going, guys? Good. Uh, quick question for you uh, before I get into what I want to say. When's Cassie and his contract up? After this year, Tippett, Tippett made a couple great points in this summer that, or over the summer, that Cassian should be th- thrilled about his opportunity this season. Oh yeah, we're gonna uh, he's gonna go seven by seven. So um, anyway, um, so the one thing I wanted to bring up tonight is um, I know they're playing good and but their power play's been on fire. Um, I'm you know it's good to see Koskinen at one uh, glove side goal tonight, which he had no chance on, so that's a nice improvement. But uh, anyway, they're five on five scoring. Um, in their bottom six, they like last year. Death scoring was an issue, um, and so far, I'm not sure the numbers. I haven't really crunched them yet. I just got home actually. So um, they're five on five scoring in their bottom six. Are they actually producing or 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 not? Or is it just the top guys in the power play? Yeah, it's mostly been the big guys. I mean, Nygaard scored. I think they've got one goal out of their bottom six in yep. three games, and was on a four on four play. That you know, scored to get a goal from the defense. No, yeah. uh, you're right, Greg. It's it's not there. The one th- difference you see is they're creating chances. They're creating momentum. They're going for it. Now, eventually, you've got to put the puck in the net. But what we saw in the last year, not only were they not scoring last year, they were getting beat night in, night out. They were spending time in their own zone. The Oilers would lose momentum when their third and fourth lines came on the ice to the point where there was times, I remember one game at the end of the year last year that Leon and and Connor in a game that they were losing played something like six of the last seven minutes of the game because they just had no one else they could put on the ice. So the third and fourth lines are eventually going to have to produce a little bit more than they're producing. But right now they're going in the right direction because they're creating chances, they're making plays, they're keeping plays in the offensive zone. So it's baby steps. But you're absolutely right. If you want to be a playoff team, you need contributions from everyone because there's going to be slow nights or dry nights from your top six, and that's when your third and fourth lines have to win you a hockey game. And Tippert referenced it again since the start of the season. He said it twice over the summer. He said it again since the start of the year, or maybe right before the year. Game seven of the Stanley Cup final. Mm-hmm. Both St. Louis and Boston started their fourth line. So he did start the Shea in line today. But yeah, to be 
the very good or great teams have three, if not four, lines that can can chip in. Well, tonight, but at least these these the lines the Oilers had tonight. The bottom line is checked, well, which is important. The the Islanders' goal tonight, Matt Martin on the fourth line, he scored for the Islanders. Yeah. All right, we're gonna got uh, quickly get Robert here in. Robert, go ahead. Hey guys, long time, first time, love your show, Rob. I especially love the old Pittsburgh story, so keep them coming, okay? Thank you very much. Um, now, I'm an old guy and a little slow, so please be patient with me, but I just wanted to check on all those people who want to cancel the parade. If you win a game in March, it's worth two points, right? That's correct, sir. And if you win a game in October, it's worth how much? It's worth two points, sir. Aha. Uh-huh. <laughs> Very good point, sir. I'm young, but I'm slow as well, so I appreciate you slowing her down for me there. <laughs> yeah, thanks for the explanation. I wasn't sure all those other people understood the rules. <laughs> all right. Appreciate it, Robert. Thanks for calling. Good, good night. All right. Well, now we're going to see if he can do it because we're really tight to the clock. He says he has a quick comment. Scott in Boston, you literally have 40 seconds. I won't cut you off until that time. Go ahead. Thank you, sir. We're down to 39 seconds. And, Rob, I'm going to hit you with a trivia. We're going to get it all done. I love that last caller. He's absolutely right. All these, I've been listening the whole time. This reminds me of when I played high school hockey. We were 4-0. They go, well, you didn't beat anybody. They all stink. I go, well, all you can do is beat the teams ahead of you. That's all you can do. So right now, I don't want to hear any dissenting opinions on Edmonton until they lose a game versus a good team. All right? I can't believe they're in New York and not coming to Boston until January 3rd. I'm going to the game. I can't wait. Trivia, quick. We're down to about 20 seconds, Rob. Can you do it quick? I can do it. We're down to five seconds. Go. <laughs> name, the ra- name the ref. New Jersey coach Schoenfeld said, eat another donut. What was the referee he said that to? Koharski. Bingo. Love you guys. Later. That is Scott in Boston bringing it tonight. Well, the Oilers brought it. James Neal leading the way with four goals. They beat the New York Islanders 5-2. You can get more on 630Ched.com. Big thanks to our studio producer tonight, Kellen Kennedy. Next game broadcast is Thursday, 3.30 in the afternoon for the face-off show. Game at 5 as the Oilers will take on the New Jersey Devils. We've been in the World of Spas Broadcast Center. Overtime open line presented by Heartland Ford. On behalf of Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. Thanks for listening. Have a great night.